Book 6, Chapter 1 of The Wings of the Dove. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Krithika. The Wings of the Dove by Henry James. Book 6, Chapter 1. I say, you know, Kate, you did stay, had been Merton Densher's punctual remark on their adventure after they had, as it were, got out of it, an observation which she, not less promptly on her side, let him see that she forgave in him only because he was a man. She had to recognize with whatever disappointment that it was doubtless the most helpful he could make in this character. The fact of the adventure was flagrant between them. They had looked at each other on gaining the street as people look who have just rounded together a dangerous corner and there was therefore already enough unanimity sketched out to have lighted for their companion anything equivocal in her action but the amount of light men did need kate could have been eloquent at this moment about that what however on his seeing more struck him as most distinct in her was her sense that reunited after his absence and having been now the morning together it behooved them to face without delay the question of handling their immediate future that it would require some handling that they should still have to deal deal in a crafty manner with difficulties and delays was the great matter he had come back to greater than any but the refreshed consciousness of their personal need of each other this need had had twenty minutes the afternoon before to find out where it stood and the time was fully accounted for by the charm of the demonstration he had arrived at euston at five having wired her from liverpool the moment he landed and she had quickly decided to meet him at the station whatever publicity might attend such an act when he had praised her for it on alighting from his train she had answered frankly enough that such things should be taken at a jump she didn't care to-day who saw her and she profited by it for her joy to-morrow inevitably she should have time to think and then as inevitably would become a baser creature a creature of alarms and precautions it was none the less for to-morrow at an early hour that she had appointed their meeting keeping in mind for the present a particular obligation to show at lancaster gate by six o'clock she had given with imprecations her reason people to tea eternally and a promise to aunt maud but she had been liberal enough on the spot and had suggested the national gallery for the morning quite as with an idea that had ripened in expectancy they might be seen there too but nobody would know them just as for that matter now in the refreshment room to which they had adjourned they would incur the notice but at the worst unacquainted they would have something there for the facility it would give thus had it already come up for them again that they had no place of convenience he found himself on english soil with all sorts of feelings but he hadn't quite faced having to reckon with a certain ruefulness in regard to that subject as one of the strongest he was aware later on that there were questions his impatience had shirked whereby it actually rather smote him for want of preparation and assurance that he had nowhere to take his love he had taken it thus at euston and on kate's own suggestion into the place where people had beer and buns and had ordered tea at a small table in the corner which no doubt as they were lost in the crowd did well enough for a stop-gap it perhaps did as well as her simply driving with him to the door of his lodgings which had had to figure as the sole device of his own wit that wit the truth was had broken down a little at the sharp provision that once at his door they could have to hang back 
she would have to stop there wouldn't come in with him couldn't possibly and he shouldn't be able to ask her would feel he couldn't without betraying a deficiency of what would be called even at their advanced stage respect for her that again was all that was clear except the further fact that it was maddening compressed and concentrated confined to a single sharp pang or two but none the less in wait for him there on the euston platform and lifting its head as that of a snake in the garden was the disconcerting sense that respect in their game seemed somehow he scarce knew what to call it a fifth wheel to the coach it was properly an inside thing not an outside a thing to make love greater not to make happiness less they had met again for happiness and he distinctly felt during his most lucid moment or two how he must keep watch on anything that really menaced that boon if kate had consented to drive away with him and alight at his house there would probably enough have occurred for them at the foot of his steps one of those strange instants between man and woman that blow upon the red spark the spark of conflict even latent in the depths of passion she would have shaken her head oh sadly divinely on the question of coming in and he though doing all justice to her refusal would have yet felt his eyes reach further into her own than a possible word at such a time could reach this would have meant suspicion the dread of the shadow of an adverse will lucky therefore in the actual case that the scant minutes took another turn and that by the half-hour she did in spite of everything contrive to spend with him kate showed so well how she could deal with things that maddened she seemed to ask him to beseech him and for all his better comfort to leave her now and henceforth to treat them in her own way she had still met in naming so promptly for their early convenience one of the great museums and indeed with such happy art that his fully seeing where she had placed him hadn't been till after he left her his absence from her for so many weeks had had such an effect upon him that his demands his desires had grown and only the night before as his ship steamed beneath summer stars in sight of the irish coast he had felt all the force of his particular necessity he hadn't in other words at any point doubted he was on his way to say to her that really their mistake must end their mistake was to have believed that they could hold out hold out that is not against aunt maud but against an impatience that prolonged and exasperated made a man ill he had known more than ever on their separating in the court of the station how ill a man and even a woman could feel from such a cause but he struck himself as also knowing that he had already suffered kate to begin finally to apply antidotes and remedies and subtle sedatives it had a vulgar sound as throughout in love the names of things the verbal terms of intercourse were compared with love itself horribly vulgar but it was as if after all he might have come back to find himself put off though it would take him of course a day or two to see his letters from the states had pleased whom it concerned though not so much as he had meant they should and he should be paid according to agreement and would now take up his money it wasn't in truth very much to take up so that he hadn't in the least come back uh, flourishing a cheque-book that new motive for bringing his mistress to terms he couldn't therefore pretend to produce the ideal certainty would have been to be able to present a change of prospect as a warrant for the change of philosophy and without it he should have to make shift but with the pretext of the lapse of time 
the lapse of time, not so many weeks after all, she might always, of course, say, couldn't at any rate have failed to do something for him. In that consideration it was that had just now tidied him over, all the more that he had his vision of what it had done personally for Kate. This had come out for him with a splendour that almost scared him, even in their small corner of the room at Euston, almost scared him, because it seemed to blaze at him that waiting was the game of dupes. Not yet had she been so the creature he had originally seen, not yet had he felt so soundly safe sure. It was all there for him, playing on his pride of possession, as a hidden master in a great dim church might play on the grandest organ. His final sense was that a woman couldn't be like that, and then ask one the impossible. She had been like that afresh on the morrow, and so for the hour they had been able to float in the mere joy of contact, such contact as their situation in pictured public halls permitted, this poor makeshift for closeness confessed itself in truth by twenty small signs of unrest even on kate's part inadequate so little could a decent interest in the interesting place presume to remind them of its claims they had met there in order not to meet in the streets and not again with an equal want of invention and of style at a railway station not again either in kensington gardens which they could easily and tacitly agree would have had too much of their taste and of their old frustrations the present taste, the taste that morning in the pictured halls, had been a variation. Yet, Densher had, at the end of a quarter of an hour, fully known what to conclude from it. This fairly consoled him from their awkwardness, as if he had been watching it affect her. She might be as nobly charming as she liked, and he had seen nothing to touch her in the States. She couldn't pretend that in such conditions as those she herself believed it enough to appease him. She couldn't pretend she believed he would believe it enough to render her a like service. It wasn't enough for that purpose. She as good as showed him it wasn't. That was what he could be glad by demonstration to have brought her to. He would have said to her, had he put it crudely and on the spot, Now, am I to understand that you consider this sort of thing can go on? It would have been open to her, no doubt, to reply that to have him with her again, to have him all kept and treasured, so still under her grasping hand, as she had held him in their yearning interval, was the sort of thing that he must allow her to have no quarrel about. But that would be a mere gesture of her grace, a mere spot of her subtlety. She knew as well as he what they wanted, in spite of which, indeed, he scarce could have said how beautifully he might not once more have named it and urged it if she hadn't, at a given moment, blurred, as it were, the accord. They had soon seated themselves for better talk, and so they had remained a while intimate and superficial. The immediate things to say had been many, for they hadn't exhausted them at Euston. They drew upon them freely now, and Kate appeared quite to forget, which was prodigiously becoming of her, to look about for surprises. He was to try afterwards, and try in vain, to remember what speech or what silence of his own, what natural sign of the eyes or accidental touch of the hand had precipitated for her, in the midst of this, a sudden different impulse. She had got up, with inconsequence, as if to break the charm, though he wasn't aware of what he had done at the moment to make the charm a danger. She had patched it up agreeably enough the next minute by some odd remark about some picture to which he hadn't so much as replied.
it being quite independently of this that he had himself exclaimed on the dreadful closeness of the rooms he had observed that they must go out again to breathe and it was as if their common consciousness while they passed into another part was that of persons who infinitely engaged together had been startled and were trying to look natural it was probably while they were so occupied as the young men subsequently reconceived that uh, they had stumbled upon his little new york friend he thought of her for some reason as little though she was of about kate height to which any more than to any other felicity in his mistress he had never applied the diminutive what was to be in the retrospect more distinct to him was the process by which he had become aware that kate's acquaintance with her was greater than he had gathered she had written of it in due course as a new and amusing one and he had written back that he had met over there and that he much liked the young person whereupon she had answered that he must find out more about her at home Kate, in the event, however, had not returned to that, and he had, of course, with so many things to find out about, been otherwise taken up. Little Miss Thiele's individual history was not stuff for his newspaper, besides which, moreover, he was seeing but too many little Miss Thiele's. They even went so far as to impose themselves as one of the groups of social phenomena that fell into the scheme of his public letters. For this group, in especial perhaps, the irrepressible, the super-eminent young persons, his best pen was ready. Thus it was that they could come back to him in London an hour or two after their luncheon with the American pair, the sense of a situation for which Kate hadn't wholly prepared him. Possibly, indeed, as marked as this was, his recovered perceptions that preparations of more than one kind had been exactly what, both yesterday and today, he felt her as having in hand. That appearance, in fact, if he dwelt on it, so ministered to apprehension as to require some bursting away. He shook off the suspicion to some extent on their separating first from their hostesses and then from each other by the aid of a long and rather aimless walk. He was to go to the office later, but he had the next two or three hours, and he gave himself as a pretext that he had eaten much too much after kate had asked him to put her into a cab which as announced uh, a resumed policy on her part he found himself deprecating he stood a while by the corner and looked vaguely forth at his london there was always doubtless a moment for the absentee recaptured the moment that of the reflux of the first emotion at which it was beyond disproof that one was back his full parenthesis was closed, and he was once more but a sentence of a sort in the general text, the text that, from his momentary street corner, showed as a great grey page of print that somehow managed to be crowded without being fine. The grey, however, was more or less the blur of a point of view not yet quite ceased again, and there could be colour enough to come out. He was back flatly enough, but back to possibilities and prospects, and the ground he now somewhat sightlessly covered was the act of renewed possession. He walked northward without a plan, without suspicion, quite in the direction his little New York friend, in her restless ramble, had taken a day or two before. He reached, like Milly, the Regent's Park and though he moved further and faster he finally sat down like milly from the force of thought 
for him too in this position be it added and he might positively have occupied the same bench various troubled fancies folded their wings he had no more yet said what he really wanted than kate herself had found time she should hear enough of that in a couple of days he had practically not pressed her as to what most concerned them it had seemed so to concern them during these first hours but to hold each other spiritually speaking close this at any rate was palpable that there were at present more things rather than fewer between them the explanation about the two ladies would be part of the lot yet could wait with all the rest they were not meanwhile certainly what most made him roam the missing explanations weren't that was what she had so often said before and always with the effect of suddenly breaking off now please call me a good cab their previous encounters the times when they had reached in their stroll the south of the park had had a way of winding up with a special irrelevance it was effectively what most divided them for he would generally but for her reasons have been able to jump in with her what did she think he wished to do to her it was a question he had had occasion to put a small matter however doubtless since when it came to that they didn't depend on caps good or bad for the sense of union its importance was less from the particular laws than as a kind of irritating mark of her expertness this expertness under providence had been great from the first so far as joining him was concerned and he was critical only because it had been still greater even from the first two in respect to leaving him he had put the question to her again that afternoon on the repetition of her appeal had asked her once more what she supposed he wished to do he recalled on his bench in the regent's park the freedom of fancy funny and pretty with which she had answered recalled the moment itself while the usual handsome charged them during which he felt himself disappointed as he was grimacing back at the superiority of her very humour in its added grace of gaiety to the celebrated solemn american their fresh appointment had been at all events by that time made and he should see what her choice in respect to it a surprise as well as a relief would do toward really simplifying it meant either new help or new hindrance though it took them at least out of the streets and her naming this privilege had naturally made him ask if mrs louder knew of his return not from me kate had replied but i shall speak to her now and she had argued as with rather a quick fresh view that it would now be quite easy we've behaved for months so properly that i've margin surely for my mention of you you'll come to see her and she'll leave you with me she'll show her good nature and her lack of betrayed fear in that with her you know you've never broken quite the contrary and she likes you as much as ever we're leaving town it will be the end just now therefore it's nothing to ask i'll ask tonight kate had wound up and if you leave it to me my cleverness i assure you has grown infernal i'll make it all right he had of course thus left it to her and he was wondering more about it now than he had wondered there in brook street he repeated to himself that if it wasn't in the line of triumph it was in the line of muddle this indeed no doubt was as a part of his wonder for still other questions kate had really got off without meeting his little challenge about the terms of their intercourse with her dear milly 
Her dear Millie, it was sensible, was somehow in the picture. Her dear Millie, popping up in his absence, occupied, he couldn't have said quite why he felt it, more of the foreground than one would have expected her in advance to find clear. She took up room, and it was almost as if room had been made for her. Kate had appeared to take for granted he would know why it had been made, but that was just the point. It was a foreground in which he himself, in which his connection with Kate, scarce enjoyed a space to turn round. But Miss Thiele was perhaps at the present juncture a possibility of the same sort as the softened, if not squared, Aunt Maud. It might be true of her also that, if she weren't a bore, she'd be a convenience. It rolled over him of a sudden, after he had resumed his walk, that this might easily be what Kate had meant. The charming girl adored her. Densher had for himself made out that, and would protect, would lend a hand to their interviews. These might take place, in other words, on her premises, which would remove them still better from the streets. That was an explanation which did hang together. It was impaired a little, of a truth, by this fact that their next encounter was rather markedly not to depend upon her. Yet, this fact in turn would be accounted for by the need of more preliminaries. One of the things he conceivably should gain on Thursday at Lancaster Gate would be a further view of that propriety. End of chapter 1, book 6, The Wings of the Dow.